Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Monday, January 16th, 2023. The weather today will be a high of minus 2 degrees in Edmonton, minus 7 degrees in Saskatoon, and 0 degrees in Toronto. And my dad's birthday. What? <laughs> what did you say? Thanks, Abby. Did you say it's my birthday? Almost. Oh, not even close. <laughs> Thanks, though. Good morning, everybody. We're broadcasting live, as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. Go download the app. Listen to the show live. Get your questions answered. Come on in. All you got to do is just show up. There's a chat box there. There's a call-in button. You get lots of different options to, uh, to join in with other investors. Um, learn lots of stuff. Ask your questions. Get them answered for free. It's free coaching every morning. Take advantage of it and uh, and take some action, right? That's what we need. That's yeah. what we want. I mean, gosh, Garrett's even joining us from Mexico this morning. Is it? Is it what? <laughs> it is 8 a.m. there, though. But he's but, on vacation. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't trying to. Uh, that's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> and um, I'm a little jealous. Yeah. Even though I was just there recently, as soon as we got back, I don't know if I mentioned this to everybody. Uh, as soon as I got back, like a week later, I'm just like, hey, Gab, uh, I'm thinking about going at the end of January. <laughs> <laughs> the Honestly, the only thing holding me back is is the kid in school and making sure she, she I don't know, she gets a, at least a couple weeks in school this year. <laughs> um, she lot, Well, I mean, she she missed a lot. You know, a few years ago, a lot of school there where, she, you know, our kids, our kids, they're two years, they're, they're like a year behind, you know, because all that school they missed in 2020 or was it 2021. I don't even know. Anyways, we got to we got to keep her in school. So that's the only reason I'm not there. But I don't know. thought a lot about it. And I'm like, ah, just everything I do is remote. Like, why do I got to I got to be here? It's too dry. See, I'm going to tell you another story. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm, I'm from, uh, I'm uh, born, born in Ontario, you know, between those lakes and whatnot. Um, moving to Alberta 15 years ago, man, is it ever dry here? It is so dry. Yeah. And it's like, my sinuses are all messed up. I go to Mexico within three days. I can breathe. So I need to get back to either, either need to move back to Ontario, Southern Ontario, get near the, get near the lakes. Nope. Oh. Not happening. <laughs> or an ocean. Yeah. Um, so I, I, yeah, I need to get back to it. The sinuses. I mean, you guys hear it every morning, don't you? Have you ever <laughs> noticed that when you talk to me in person, it's a lot more clear and when in the morning, it's like a very nasal. Anyways, you guys want to talk about real estate? <laughs> what do we got joining us this morning to talk about real estate? Oh, we got some lovely folks here this morning. Do we? Yep. Tell we have me. Uh, Lori and Kathleen and Eric and Nathan. We have Carlos and Romeo. Yeah. Eric and Don and Kyler and Matt. No way. Yeah. We have Glenn. Good morning, Denis. Scotty. Scott's in the house? Yep. We awesome. Have Josh and Garrett and Cody and John and Paul and Courtney and Chris. John and Paul? John and Paul. Where's Ringo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We have Francis. Tons of people Sheila, in this morning. Good morning, good morning Sheila, Francis. Good morning. Sheila. Sheila. Not a fifty-four forty fan. You you've never heard that song before? I just no, I've heard that song before, but I did not realize. I thought that they were just saying, "Don't she look." Like twice. It sounds a lot like it. No, um, but, well, it does the second time because it says, don't she look happy? Well, the second time is, is don't Sheila. And, and then they say, don't she look happy? 
I'm gonna have to Google I mean, the lyrics d- now. Don't Google the lyrics because like it has like <laughs> it's it talks about like like um I don't know it's 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 like domestic violence and then she kills him or something. But it's the only Sheila song I can think of. Oh girl. <laughs> Sorry. Don't don't Google the lyrics. <laughs> it's just gonna ruin it. <laughs> Can't we just show our appreciation for Sheila this morning? <laughs> okay. Okay. Joey. Sorry I don't get a show a uh, song for you, Joey. Is there any Joey songs? Well, he needs to show up a little more uh, consistently to get a song, right? Okay, yes. But he's, you know what? He's working on it. Yeah. Morning, Armando, Amanda, Liam. What are we talking about today? I don't know. Sorry. Good morning, Liam. Um, <laughs> what, uh, it, guys, while, while we're listing off all your names, so, you know, let us know in the comments what, uh, what you want to talk about today in regards to real estate investing. Um, I went into my little uh, bank of questions and... It's running a little dry. Can I finish my good mornings? You cut me off. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, <laughs> I have just, no I just, clue where. I just didn't want to put anyone to sleep with names. <laughs> okay, okay, it's, okay. It's like, and I don't know. It sounds like a lullaby. I, I started from the top and then I went to the bottom because he played the morning, Sheila song and everybody was laughing and now I don't know where it was. Everybody in the middle, good morning. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Uh, apparently the zombies have a song called Joey. Oh. Um. Tyson says. Cool. Uh, it's possession day for Cody. Cody's, Congratulations. And you know what, Cody? I'm so happy for you, but I have no idea which property you're talking about. And that's a compliment. I <laughs> can't keep up. I um, I was in town yesterday and uh, I had some time to kill. And uh, I'm like, I'm going to go check on someone's property. I'm like, someone's got a property. They're probably working. I'm like, Cody or Liam's probably sitting at one of their properties. And uh, it's the one day Cody takes off. He's like, no, sorry, bro. I'm at home. And uh, and Liam was tattooing. And uh, yeah. Typical Liam. Classic Liam. Um, but yeah, the, the, the two of them are just uh, just killing it. They're buying up properties left, right, and center. So anyways, uh, with that being said, Cody, I have no idea what, which property is this. One of Cody and Liam's. He just added, and Liam. Very cool. Uh, Cody added a question in here, which, you know, perhaps we'll get into after the uh, commercial break. Uh, Cody says, uh, does finished basement help on a burr or should it be left unfinished? The only thing I'm going to ask about that, Cody, is uh, what type of property? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, And but I have but I have a but I have an answer for that regardless. Um, yeah, and uh, Romeo's got a question as well. I'm just saving that. Uh, why don't we get through upcoming events really quickly, and then uh, we'll get to those questions. Okay. I don't remember what they are. We got oh, them, Oh, boy. Right? Here we go. <laughs> uh, well, J- January 24th, we've got our uh, REI Masters um, networking okay. event slash meet and greet with DCI Properties, but that's all sold out. Told you guys that was... Uh, that was like a three-hour sellout. Yeah. Um, I think it was Garrett that said it sold out faster than a Garth Brooks concert. I think that was – maybe it was Garrett. I think it was – wasn't it Tyson? Can't say for certain. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it sold out pretty quickly. Um, we do have another event coming up in Edmonton on February 11th. You will be getting details about that very soon. Um, these are going to be monthly events. So um, it'll be about th- – what, is that three weeks after? I think so. Yeah. In Calgary, you know, keep your ears open in the next 24 hours. We got to meet up in Calgary, uh, I believe the February 4th, February 4th. So that's, I know it's, it's three weeks away. Um, we'll be announcing details about that in the next 24 hours. Nice. Um, so lots, lots coming out for that stuff. Um, Barry McGuire's got a wholesaling workshop in Calgary on March 18th. Yes. Did I get the date right? That's correct, yeah. March 18th. If you guys are interested in learning how to do wholesaling, um, that's the place you got to be. As Gabby has mentioned many times and myself, um, I don't think there's been an in-person wholesaling workshop in a very long time. Not one that we can, not one that I feel comfortable, not one that I can feel comfortable putting my name on or, or, or recommending. I mean, 
So March 18th in Calgary. It's Calgary, right? Yep. Yeah. Click Hotel. Uh, Click Hotel. Uh, go to bearmaguire.ca for that. And then um, what is it, like a week later or like two weeks later? Yeah. Um, Barry's going to be in Toronto for the Agreement for Sale course workshop in Toronto. Uh, and that's on April 1st. I'm going to be, uh, me, I'm going to be at both those events. Um, so definitely go sign up for those. Um, if you don't know what an agreement for sale is, Google it. It's a seller financing strategy. We've, we've done lots of podcasts about it. Um, just look up Real Estate Investing Morning Show and Agreement for Sale. And there's tons of episodes on it. Uh, it's by far my favorite strategy uh, out of all the real estate investing strategies. That's how we built our business. Um wouldn't have we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that strategy mm-hmm. or Barry Maguire in at all. Yeah. So um definitely go check out those two courses, barrymaguire.ca. Um yeah, that's our upcoming events. Um yeah. Anything else, Gabby? Um no. I just think that um when I look at the I mean we've had the one meetup so far in January, right? which yes. uh, sold out pretty quickly. And we had like 20 extra, pe- 25 extra people. So it was for 50 people, about 75 actually ended up coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the January 20, 24th uh, event selling out in just a couple hours. Like I feel like, uh, and also my vision boarding event sold out in like, um, I think on the second day. Yep. Like it's, you. I feel like you guys are hungry this year. You know what I mean? Ooh, I, mm, yeah. yes, I do. Like, I, I hope that this, um, I hope that this, like, desire to like get out and network and like make shit happen doesn't just like fade away like all the other New Year's resolutions. I hope that, like, I hope this lasts. You guys are hungry. Hungry. <laughs> I hope like so too. The wolves. Oh, sorry, I don't have that ready. Queued up. Um, I hope so too. I think that, um, well, you know, Gabby, you know, and and many of you know, um, and I I feel, okay, one sentence at a time. (laughs) The communities in Edmonton and Calgary are growing. Alberta communities are growing time right now. The second sentence I was going to say was, I know everybody who's not around here is like, I wish I was here. I wish I was in Edmonton. Edmonton more so. The community's monstrous. Yeah. And so supportive. And it's like there's no negativity. It's all positive. And I'm getting lots of messages saying, oh, God, I wish I was there. Just the community. Yeah. And I, I get it. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't create that own, your own community where you are, right? Yeah. And all it takes is just some good people and just finding those good people and bringing them together. Um, But, you know, we're going to be holding a lot more events. We're going to be holding monthly events in Calgary as well. We want to start bringing more people together in Calgary. Calgary's community was very small for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember people saying things similar to that. Like, oh, man, I wish I was in Edmonton. Calgary's community sucks. There's like no bones. No one's meeting up. Everyone's keeping everything to their chests. Like they don't share anything. So we're going to be getting out and not to say like we're coming to town and we're going to spread positivity <laughs> and, but it's the, but it's the, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it just takes, um, sometimes it just takes a few events and the right people just to, to kind of, you know, pull people out. Um, and then I'm, I was actually also thinking about this on the weekend that I'd like to start doing some stuff in Saskatoon as well, just because of proximity. It's Saskatoon's the next closest, right? Yeah. Um, we've been sharing a lot of your weather lately. <laughs> Um, I'm, you know, it's getting, get, doing my research <laughs> on Saskatoon. I'd like to start doing stuff in Saskatoon, if not monthly, then, then at the very least every other month. So I'm going to be reaching out to some people in, in Saskatoon as well. I know there's lots of people that listen to the show live and, uh, recorded guys. If you are, Kyle into, says I'm listening. Yes. <laughs> if you are listening, <laughs> took the words out of my mouth. Uh, send me a, send me an email at info at reimorningshow.com. I'd love to connect with you guys and start, you know, um, doing some doing some events, networking events in Saskatoon as well. Um, I'm going to slowly start making my way across Canada, but at the same time, like, um, 
I don't want to go too fast, too hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got a family. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Hello. My daughter's on the other side of the room. What about me? <laughs> um, yeah. Ch- Chaston's ears are burning. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Shoot me an email, guys, and um, we'll start making we'll start making some plans. And and uh, if you guys know me, and 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 most of you do very well because you you literally hear me every morning. Um, if you know me well, I don't like to just talk about stuff. If I say something out loud, it happens, right? Um, and I don't typically put things out in the world unless I intend on doing them. Mm-hmm. And it's a very it's it's a very valuable lesson for everybody else. If you decide to do something, if you make a decision, you do it. You don't think about it. You don't talk about it. You fucking do it. And uh, Saskatoon, I'm coming for you. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, I'm serious. I, I'm, I'm really excited about it because there's lots of really good people in Saskatoon. And I also want to point out that um, um, Saskatchewan's been, they, they got punched in the groin last year. Big time. Uh, and a lot of people across Canada got punched in the groin. But, um, and the face and the gut. And, and their knees uh, taken out. Okay, I'm done. And with that, I feel like uh, a lot of um, may, maybe uh, the community has been a little discouraged. And I think it's I think it'd be good to just you know um, I, I'm really good at I'm I'm really good at um, finding opportunities. And you know with with everything good and with everything bad, there's always every market they're always going to have opportunities. And a lot of people have been looking in that area for a long time trying to think about, okay, how can I, how can I maximize my opportunities for what happened last year? I've seen a lot of people come in and being like, oh yeah, we're going to buy up all these properties because they're all, all these burnt down, boarded up properties Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And, and you know what, that's not the way that I'm looking at. I'm looking at like, how can, how can we turn around that, that, that market from what happened? How can we do some good? Anyways, that's the thoughts that are going through my head, and that's why I want to connect with some good people and see what we can do and start, you know, giving sense of um, hope and and positivity to the community and um, holding some good events. That is the end of my little uh, rant about that. Uh, let's take a quick little commercial break, then we'll get to these questions that I've been building up. Sound good? Yeah. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from DCI. No sloppy seconds. So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers. Or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. And we are back. Just There are a lot of questions today, which is great. Um, but we're probably not going to get to them all. <laughs> uh, you know, I think we could. It just depends on how long I talk about things. Um. Amber, you need to get to bed. <laughs> Amber was working late last night, and you need to get to bed. <laughs> Kids are probably up. True, true. Um, we appreciate you. Yes. Um, okay, so where do we want to start with questions? Um, I'm, I, I don't. Know if I want to get. I want to get some of my opinions off my chest on this appliance talk that's going on. Okay, so there's there's a lot of talk about um, scratch and dent appliances right now, or uh, stainless steel versus white appliances, um, and asking about the you know desirability, the appraisal, the value of the property afterwards. Well, I think the initial question was um from Kyler and oh, also I think Cody answered your question about his initial question. Um but Kyler said used appliances from refurbished place or just new for a uh, burr rental. I mean I Okay, so Burr Rentals. Okay, go. <laughs> I knew this exactly what was going to happen. 
Okay, so I'm going to put on a 45 minute course about this. <laughs> for birds for rentals, you do not need to go buy new appliances. Absolutely. Not. Um there the the appliances aren't going to change the appraisal. Um and and keep in mind that you're not trying to get like your you're not like Okay, no, never mind. I'll back it up. Okay, I see no, what you say, pass Wayne. It back up to me. No, I said, no, I'm just, <laughs> this could be a 45 minute. <laughs> yeah, see okay, what I mean? I'm just going to keep it simple. She's doing, like, I handed it off to her. She's handed it off to me, lateral. <laughs> okay, so you do not need new appliances for burrs. And there, I saw another comment in here about how, I can't remember who said it. I'm not, there's so many comments that I'm not going to try to scroll through and find it. But I somebody said something yeah. to the extent of that uh, they are putting new ones in because they longevity and don't want to have to repair them. Wayne and I have tons of experience with appliances and with burrs and with um, flips and like all the different types of, of what you can do with a property. Mm -hmm. um, I think back to um, our burr where we kept all of our, all of the appliances that were at already at the property and we put, uh, we picked up other used because we added a secondary suite. So we needed a second set and we found all, uh, we went to a used um, place on 50th Street in Edmonton. I can't remember what it's called, but we've picked up a bunch of appliances there before. And we Appliances on 50th? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably used appliances on 50th. Yeah, that, was in the, um, <laughs> that was in the appliance district, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so they were all, all used appliances, except we had to buy one, um, didn't have to, but I gave up on looking for a used dishwasher. So we bought a, a new dishwasher. And the new dishwasher is the only appliance that has broke and had to be replaced. <laughs> um, so all of the used ones are still going strong and we have had no problems. That was in 2017, I think we did the burr. 22, almost six years ago, five and yeah. a half years ago. And all of the used appliances are going strong. And the one new dishwasher that we bought has been replaced within that five and a half years. So don't just think that, you know, oh, if we don't replace them, they're not going to last and we're going to have to repair them or replace them. Like that's yeah that's not a good enough reason to to not to to waste the money i guess is what i'm trying to say absolutely um you all especially if when you bought the place if those ones are usable and they're in decent shape they don't look like like pieces of poop then keep them because it's not like you're going out and buying used ones you're not spending money on used ones right so you don't have that feeling of like oh i'm gonna buy a used one it's gonna break down and i'm gonna have to buy a new one anyways right so if they are good enough keep them. Just like if the floors are good enough, like the, um, and we, this was a big thing that we, um, had to talk with about Annette and Bradley at one of their, um, burrs and their townhouses. Don't you get me started. Is that the floors were good enough. Why would you replace them? Let them, let them live out the rest of their life until you have to replace Why? them and then spend the money. Right. Why though? Well, cause we're talking about burrs and appraisals, right? Yeah. Right. And I, I've been biting my tongue and I know it's only been 20 seconds, but it feels like an hour <laughs> for me. I talked a lot about appliances and taking care of your appliances recently. If you scroll back a couple episodes, you'll find that the episode where I talked about just, you know, people thinking like, oh, that's a, this is a piece of shit old dryer. I'll just get a new one. Well, take care of your dryer. Take care of your washer. Clean the filters. There's parts that need to be cleaned. And if you guys were all appliance repair technicians, you would probably be slapping your, you know, yourselves in the face or be pointing at yourselves in the mirror. Because if you knew how it worked, you would probably take better care of it, right? Yeah. Um, but we don't. So we just assume that this big hunk of metal or whatever they make them out of these days um, is just a piece of junk. And I should get a new one so that way it lasts longer and I don't have to deal with all the repair costs. But um just because you got a used appliance, as long as it works, right? And you can you can check during your home inspection when you buy your property originally, mm -hmm. initially, that you know see if it works properly, or you can test it out yourself to make sure it works properly. Properly, if it if it looks good enough for a burr, it just needs to stand up in your appraisal, and that's the only thing. So when we're talking about this stuff about should I replace it, should I not replace it for a burr? You got to remember a, a, a burr, which is a buy, renovate, rent, refinance, repeat process. 
It's a, it's a real estate investing strategy that investors love to use. Um, during the refinance process, which is the second last R, there is a point where you call in the bank and say, hey, I'm ready to refinance this. And they send out an appraiser. What an appraiser is going to do is they're going to come down to your property. They're going to look at your property and they're going to pull out sold comparables of other properties that are comparable to yours that have sold in the last six months. And they want to see how it stands, how your property stands up to theirs. If all of them have laminate countertops, new Ikea kitchens, new laminate or vinyl plank flooring, um, new windows, new paint, new baseboards, new bathroom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's all like it's it's apples to apples, exactly the same, same bedrooms, same square footage, same finished basement and everything. What did that property sell for? If it's sold for 300000 then your house is worth 300000 because it is exactly the same as the house next door that sold that has all the same features as yours. So based on that, did the house next door have a finished basement? No. Then you don't need to finish your basement. Did the house next door have a finished basement? Yes. Then you need to finish the basement. And that's how it works when you're doing a burr to make sure you get the best appraisal. You have to compare to the other sold comparables to the best of your ability. If all of them had, if they all had quartz countertops and you're putting in laminate, you're going to get dinged. What they, they And I don't know how it all works. Jeremy's here. He can he can jump in if he wants to in, in the comment section because um, I think he's taking an education on that. Um, they, 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 they kind of tweak it ever so slightly. Like if you, if all the other ones had laminate and yours had quartz, they're going to give you a little extra. You know what I mean? If all the other ones, you know, had a, uh, didn't have a garage, but yours had a garage and there's no other soul comparables in the area that are like it, that have a garage, then they probably have like a matrix or like a, like a, like a legend or something like that, or a reference to know how much does a garage add value. So if all of them were $300,000, but they didn't have garages, but yours has a double garage, they're going to add 20 or $25,000 onto yours. You know what I mean? They're going to tweak it ever so slightly. But I mean, the whole foundation of how they do it is based off of the sold comparables. They want to try and find something that is exactly the same in the same area with the same square footage, same lot size and everything else. Um, to compare it to first and then they'll kind of tweak it based off of you know the little finishes in between mm -hmm. so uh, when you're trying to figure out whether you should do it or don't do it um i would recommend just looking at what the soul comparables are before you start the renovations yeah if you're if that's your exit strategy that's you should be looking at your soul comparables from the get okay and white black stainless steel appliances doesn't really matter all that much like you know, you see some sold comparables and they're like beautiful flip quality. You know what I mean? Like sparkling and yours is like rental quality. You might not get the best appraisal. If those are your only comparables. Yes. Yeah. I then again, I've seen some and Annette and Bradley, if they're here, um, I've seen some where I got a refinance and ours was shit. shit. <laughs> Ours was garbage, and we got compared to the nicest one in the in the in the in the complex. And it's like I expected like one hundred and sixty thousand. I was gonna say like one seventy to be generous. We got two oh seven, <laughs> and it was like the highest sold in the last six months. And I'm like, thanks, bro. And like it worked out really good. We got all of our money out plus extra. <laughs> And um, we were we got yeah, we got paid for that appraisal. <laughs> it, and like that was a complicated one. That wasn't like so don't take what we did as as, um, you know, as advice. But like it was it was a it was an agreement for sale that needed to be refinanced. And it was a complicated deal, but we needed to refinance. Some, and it just had some very minor touch up stuff. We put five grand into yeah. like, you know, making sure that the toilet didn't fall over when you sat on it. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Um, so um. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like sometimes I've said this a million times, the appraisers are just normal people and they want to give you, you know, when you're there and you meet them and they ask you what this is for, they want to help you as much as possible. I mean, there's there's some dicks and evil people in the world that like just want to see the world burn. But then there's also like, you know, just normal dudes, you know, like Jeremy 
normal cool dudes and then they, they want to help they like they want to help people get to the outcome that they want but at the same time they have you know they have certifications and they have you know management and they have people overlooking them and, and ethics so that they, ha- they have to at the very at the very least they have to follow back it up they have to back it up yeah. with something yeah. so if someone ever audits their appraisal they have to be able to show how they came to that number so I just want you to know that like appraisers aren't like we're going to give them the lowest amount possible. But could you imagine if if Cody showed up to his appraisal with his giant smile on his face and and just was his friendly self? Fuck yeah, Cody, you're you're getting your appraisals. Don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> don't forget to show a little leg. Uh, short short jean shorts. Is that what? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's about a year ago. Cut up jean shorts. <laughs> um, he's been working out a lot. Yeah, it, Gabby, if you could go take care of those dogs. Thank you. <laughs> On the way. Um, who wants two dogs? You, we can't do a podcast with two dogs on top of us. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, so uh, scratch and dent appliances uh, for burrs, 100%. I mean, if the scratches and dents are kind of like on the side, or if there's only like a little scratch or dent on the front, it's not that big of a deal. It's not going to affect your appraisal. Um, I think rental properties, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, if you're flipping a property, you want to have like the nicest, you know, finish. You want to make sure that there's nothing that your new buyer is going to complain about or, you know, nothing that they can point out. Uh, now if it's a burr and it's going to be like, it's going to become a rental property. It doesn't really matter that much because tenants are going to ding it. Kids are going to ding it and scratch it. And you know what I mean? They're never going to treat it like their own. And for a flip property, it only needs to be beautiful just until the, the next person buys it for a rental property. It's going to get dinged up. Like even, even at our house, like our appliances have dings in them um, because we, you know, magnets on the fridge and dumb stuff like that. Or like, you know what I mean? You, you bump into it or whatever. Um, it happens. So with a rental property, I'm not too concerned about that. You are, I mean, it's going to look nicer if it's stainless steel, but honestly, a lot of our, most of our rental properties have white appliances unless they're new properties. Right. Yep. Um, and some of our, like, um, in, in a, well, I can think of one specific, uh, borough where we put stainless steel, um, on the main floor and white in the basement, but that, one needed all new appliances and the price points weren't yeah. too far off. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, most mm-hmm. of the questions that I, that I saved here were all based off of appraisals and appliances. So do we really turn a whole episode into yeah. talking about, okay. Mm-hmm. You can title it appraisals and appliances um, or appliances and appraisals. There was a question. Do epoxy floors hurt or help desirability appraisal value? Um, I'm assuming we're talking not inside. I'm assuming we're talking about like a garage. I'm guessing he's talking about inside. Um, I've heard of it been being used a little bit. Um, you can see those. Have you seen like the reels of people like uh, spreading out the epoxy on the floors? Yeah. I, th- I think that uh, I think it in my hurt. opinion, I don't like to go against the grain on flips. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Don't be a, don't be a trailblazer. Yeah. <laughs> don't go against the grain. Just go what everybody else is doing. You know, I, um, a bunch of people are going to show homes this weekend, I heard. Um, and there was a couple, uh, I think there was a, um, a contractor event or something. Not, what do you call it? One of those home and garden shows or something in like Calgary, that. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of people went home to that. Show yeah. A bunch of people were going there to people look at ideas and stuff like that. Just go and look and see what everybody's putting into new construction houses. And you know what I mean? And don't go too against the grain. Sometimes you can, you know, go a little, go crazy with the light fixtures. And you know what I mean? Some feature walls and stuff like that to get people's attention. But otherwise, um, keep it cheap and keep it simple. And if you do something in a house, uh, you better you better guarantee that 90% of people are going to love it. Because if it's only, if you're only trying to attract a certain type of person, then you're you're cutting your buyer pool down. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy says here in the comments, an overly specialized property can hurt appraisals. Yeah. Yeah. And also like well, if the... I, I think if you're going to do epoxy, it would probably be for... Oh, why? Okay. So he's talking about appraisal. Definitely not for a burr. Definitely not for a burr. Yeah. Um. Yeah, for sure. Go ahead. Sorry. 
Yeah, because I guess at the end of the day, on a flip, it's just your potential buyer who's saying, you know, WTF or "Ooh, I love this," and yes, I'd spend that much money on this property. But I think, like I like personally, I mean, if you just quickly Google epoxy floors um, and look at Google Images, like it stands out. It's like it. I mean, there's different like patterns and different things. We're talking about flips right now, right? Yeah. And like if I walked into one and I mean, like maybe if it was like a friggin like mansion and it had like, you know, customized stuff that it might kind of be like, oh, wow, this is nice. Yeah. But if I walked into a normal house and it had epoxy floors, I'd be like WTF, man. Like, (laughs) Yeah. But the question was, does it help with desirability appraisal value? I mean, maybe I can just rephrase the question for him. Um will it you know will it help the the value of the property after you're done your flip um i mean it, i i i think it's too much you're taking too much of a chance yeah. for a burr for like the appraisal value if like if you wanted to refinance it after your renovations are done and keep it as a rental definitely not because if you're when you're doing a burr you're trying to put the least amount of money in as possible to get it rent ready but you also want to get the best possible possible appraisal yeah so I, I definitely wouldn't do that. I don't know how much it costs. I don't know if it's cheaper, but, um, you know, like Jeremy said in the comments, I think, and I don't know, did Jeremy ever get his certification or is he just learning to, how to do it? I don't, I, uh, I, I cannot answer that question. Okay. Um, but he did say earlier on that, um, that it's too complicated to explain on a podcast okay. how all of the appraisal stuff works. Fair enough. Um, I just for rental properties, I would not. You just want to keep it simple yeah. for rental property. Also, know your your market and what's uh, normal for the market. Like you talked True. about people going to, you know, like show homes and stuff. Like that is a really good indication of what the trends are and what people are doing. You know, we moved from using um, laminate to LVP. Like those types of things became, you know, like it, there's there's moves that happen in each market and, and things that shift and new materials that are being used and those type, types of things. Um, and so know what's going on in your market. Like I think yeah. I'm, I'm from Nelson, well, just outside of Nelson, BC. And, um, I, th- I think to like my sister selling her house recently, the house that, um, I, that we grew up in, um, she bought it for my mom and she recently sold it. And Nelson, BC, for those of you who don't know, is a huge, like hippie center, like everything's organic, recycled, everybody's very chili jam eco-conscious and um like she had like her roof was um recycled tires what her yeah the shingles were made out of recycled tires and it's like super super freaking durable and it's expensive to do and her floors were um like on on two of the levels the floors were um cork cork flooring which yeah. again is a recycled, it's like, and these things, although it's like, oh, you have tires on your roof and cork on your floors, it sounds cheap, but it's actually an expensive material. And it sounds like a country song. And then, um, you know, like she had hard, hard work, hardwood in the main floor, but these types of things are acceptable in the market that she's in. It's what people want to see. They want to know that their house is kind of like eco-conscious and that, you know, it makes them feel good about where they're living beautiful house in a beautiful location on the side of a, you know, a mountain. And um, people want to feel good about that, right? So know your market, know what people are looking for. When she called me and asked me about what I knew about this cork flooring, I was like, kind of maybe heard about it, because nobody uses it here. (laughs) Right? Yeah. But it's it's totally normal there. I could never invest there. Anyways, that's my rant about just knowing your market and knowing what's, you know, be be in, in touch and in tune and go visit those show homes. Go, you know, get into into the community, get involved. Yeah. Um Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> uh Okay, just going through some other stuff here. Uh in a single family house flip. Thank you. That's it's a great this is a great question, Eric, because it was like, just I don't have to ask any follow up questions in a single family house flip. How important is it to have matching appliances? Hmm. Wayne and I have differing opinions. Um, I think who gives a shit? 
I think in a flip where you've totally no, take Gabby's answer where you've totally gutted and renovated this property and it's beautiful and somebody's going to walk in and be like, oh my gosh, this is my dream home. Yeah. Match your friggin' appliances. <laughs> Meaning not black, white and uh, no, the she's brand. talking about the brand name. Yeah. Like get all, uh, all, all of a sudden I'm gapping Whirlpool or all Frigidaire. Frigidaire. Thank you. KitchenAid. <laughs> Um, make sure that the brand matches. Uh, the only thing that I'm lenient on is um, the hood fan. And I'm trying to remember there is a brand that you can get at Home Depot and off of Amazon for hood fans. And um, starts with a C. Somebody help me out. I've talked about them a lot in the past and at meetups and stuff. But they don't have their brand their branding on it. So it's just like a blank stainless steel, beautiful hood range that has no branding on it. So you can literally buy it and match it with any set of appliances. And hood fans aren't cheap. So there. to be able to get one less expensive um, is is a big bonus when you're doing a big flip. It saves you, it can save you a few hundred bucks for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and w- while I let Wayne take it away, either to carry on or to get on a new topic, I will look it up and tell you what that brand is. Okay. I just, I'll admit, and you know, I've, I've been in the industry now for a while, but like, I'm trying to think about, sometimes I try and take a step back and think about if I were just a normal buyer consumer and not a real estate investor, yeah. um, and what would I think and what, how would I walk through this property if it were my first home? And I would never consider looking to make sure that all the appliance names were the same brand. Never. Now, Gabby and I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that every woman says this, but every woman who has come through and had this conversation with us has agreed with me almost 100% certainly agreed. I said, Oh my God. Yes, I would. It would drive me crazy. Drive We've actually crazy. had a lot of uh, dudes say it as well, but definitely majority of women. <laughs> um, but there have been more dudes who have said, I don't notice it. So if we were taking a poll, um, I would say, but anyways, I, I, I don't. And, but if, if one or, you know, both parties uh, are, sorry, one or two of the, you know, the buyers are going to, are going to point it out and they're going to be that bothered by it then it's worth it to get the same brands because this is one of those things you cannot leave for someone to be like, Oh my God, they cheeked out and got different brands. Mm -hmm. You can, you can save a lot of money getting the same brands by the way. And sometimes I'll look and be like, are you freaking kidding me? We are seriously spending an extra thousand dollars to make sure they all have the same names. And I'm like me, I'm like hopping on the internet trying to figure out how can I buy secans full of appliances you know, and order them in bulk that don't have names on them or, you know, uh, create my own brand, Poppy's Appliances, just so that we don't have to deal with this. But honestly, yeah, that's that's something we deal with every single time we do a flip. I Thank God I'm not involved in the buying process because I would, I would grind my teeth every single time. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, brand that you can get at Home Depot and off of Amazon is um, Cosmo. That's the one that I've been buying. And often Amazon has like 150 bucks off. Like, you know, when they have those like crazy click the little coupon things. Yeah. I've gotten them for super cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, I think regularly like on there, they'll be listed at like um, 300 or something like that. And I've gotten them for like 150. Yeah. And they're they're beautiful. um chimney style hood ranges. So if you're like doing a flip where you want to do, you know, make that impact and have it tiled all the way to the ceiling and get a nice chimney hood range instead of like a microwave one or whatever, Mm. that's a really good option. Uh, Denis also says uh, there's a Vasani uh, brand that Home Depot carries for cheap with no branding. So. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um. some questions in here. I'm just kind of going through them just to kind of see what kind of keep it all related uh, today. Um, there's some talk about raising money on social media, which I think would be better for another day. And I, and I want to, I want to dive deeper into that because obviously there's been a lot of bullshit in the last 24 months about people raising money on social media. And I have a lot to say about that um, and making sure that people 
careful and also not, um, uh, not overstepping. Uh, sorry, that's, that's a really touchy subject for me because a lot of people have used their influence on social media to raise a lot of money and especially in the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. And there are tens of millions of dollars missing from undereducated, um, incompetent, uh, real estate investors. So yeah, without, um, without the good experience back in. Yeah. yeah. It's very easy. I, I'll tell you one, it is very easy to raise money. If you can throw a couple flashy, you know, social media pages together and videos and stuff like that. Um, so I want everybody who's watching in the comments today to, before you start, you know, posting on social about like, Hey, I'm looking for my next joint venture partner. I'm um, just hang tight till tomorrow. And I'm going to have a discussion about that. Cause I think that it is a great way to help you build your, you know, your brand as an expert, but, um, be very careful about the way that you approach it and making sure that you're not overselling and also don't, don't advertise it because there are rules in each province has rules in the securities commissions and, um, about, you know, advertising securities and investment opportunities. Um, and a lot of people ignore it mm-hmm. to say fucking ignore it because everybody else does it. Well, if they can get away with it, I can get away with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, like I said, it's a very touchy subject for me because, um, not only are people getting, uh, fucked over, um, some people, many people in Canada are ruining it for everybody else. Yes. Right. And articles are starting to come out and discussions are starting to be had and lights are starting to, starting to be shone on it. Yeah. And uh, it's really pissing me off. So um, I think that building your brand is great, but I think we need to do it responsibly as a community. And um, so I'm not going to bring up that topic today because I want to go a lot deeper yeah, into that. enough time. But we'll stick on this uh, topic today. Um, a little teaser. I have a feeling you're going to get ranty Wayne tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna drink a full coffee before tomorrow's episode. <laughs> uh, it. You know why though, right? You know why it bothers me. Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, so like, I'll have discussions with people in our mentorship program, and I'll t- and I'll tell them about like you know, something that happened. They're like, Oh, I had no idea. I'm like, yeah. Like, and it's, it's just because I've been in the industry for long enough now and I know enough people and I hear a lot of stuff through, you know, conversations with other investors across Canada and hear about what's actually going on. And, um, man, oh man, there's so there's much, a lot of shit going down. So much shit going down. And that's the other thing. A lot like, of people losing a lot of money. People don't see that on social media. All they see is the is the flashy reels and posts and, and, you know, the big wins and the just sold this property and look at this big check I just got just refinanced my property and pulled out $150,000 getting well, it back to my pe- joint venture printing me. Well, why would, why would investors share these articles or share these stories of things that are happening? Because all it does is like you just said, shines a light on what's really on, going on. Yeah. On like the, the bad side of what can happen. Um, and of course you can, you know, I would never do this and, you know, all that kind of stuff, but it, it's showing people, you know, potential people who might want to invest with you that stuff can go really wrong. So why would people share that? So you don't hear about it. It's almost like it's like swept under the rug. Um, I bite my tongue too, because I, you know, I don't want to be the type of person that says like, well, those people should have known fucking better. Nobody wants to hear that. And I'd be an asshole to say that after someone was was done wrong, right? Mm-hmm. That would be a bad thing to say after someone lost money. For me to go walk up and be like, hmm, well, you should have done a background check. Yeah. It's common sense. But so I don't talk about it very much. Um, but if I don't talk about it, then history will keep repeating itself. Yeah. So what do I do, Gab? <laughs> you know? Yeah. <sighs> I have to bite my tongue so much and it's really hard to do. Um, you know what I want, Gabby? Mm-hmm. I want everyone to reach their goals and have the life that they always wanted, that they deserve. That's yeah. what I want. And I want us to get there without getting... F- Bleeped. Without getting... Okay, I am... I almost said fucked in the ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm you, sorry. You say I almost said, but you literally. But just I'm said saying it. it. 
I think that it would have had, I think it would have sounded a lot worse if I just kept talking and said it. I'd love for all, all of us to be successful without getting fucked in the ass. <laughs> There's children that are listening. And, uh, and you just said it twice. Yeah. Yeah. Please forgive me. I'm so sorry for offending you. In the future, before I speak, I'm gonna look around and see who is in my audience. And then I'm gonna say things that I don't think will upset the people that are in front of me. I think today's the day you get canceled. <laughs> we all just cancel Wayne right now. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> someone someone months from now <laughs> is going to see this episode and going to be like ooh how to get how to get the best appraisal <laughs> by choosing the appropriate appliances and then about 45 minutes in Wayne's going to be ranting about that <laughs> and they're gonna be like where did this come from how did we get here how did we get here <laughs> now a lot of you are wondering how did he have that ready <laughs> <laughs> well let me tell you folks um i had a feeling one day i would need that <laughs> and um today happened to be that day they happen to be that day uh, that I would have to use that audio clip. And, and I'd like to apologize to all of you and all of your children who are listening. And um, I hope that you all understand that this all comes from the heart and that uh, the reason why it, it gets it grinds my gears so much is because I, I, I hate seeing people done wrong. And I really all I truly want and why I wake up early every morning to do this is just to make sure that, you know, to help people you know, have a wonderful, fulfilling life. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, Romeo has a question. <clears throat> I have a question about the last podcast on rentals. What to do when you can't find a similar house to compare to? Um. If you're trying to be proactive, I guess if the is the question like when when you can't find it or when an appraiser can't find it. Uh, when you can't find a house to compare to, say if you're looking to buy a property, um, I would I would heavily lean on your your realtor because your realtor is the professional that's going to be able to give you that assurance. Um, if you're doing a burr and you can't find a house to compare to meaning you don't know what the after repair value is going to be in two or two months when you're done the rental. I would strongly suggest not moving forward because you're probably not going to get the, I mean, one of the, one of the biggest parts of that process is, you know, is that second to last R, which is refinance. And if you can't get your money out, then, I mean, that's one of the, I would arguably the largest, most important part of a burr. Yes. So if you don't have a good comparable, then I, I would, I would say, don't move forward with it unless you felt confident that there was one in the market that's going to sell for the price that you want and you have a good fresh sold comparable just be careful I just want to make sure that you know the whole purpose and the outcome of that the whole purpose of that strategy is, is to refinance you need a good appraisal in order to refinance and get the appraisal that you want um yeah that's also why um certain like it like just Edmonton, for instance, um, burrs, and I guess more specifically, like adding secondary suites um, and as part of your burr, why it only works in certain areas of the city, um, because mm -hmm. it just hasn't been done in some areas. And either somebody needs to trailblaze it and hope for the best and get, um, you know, an appropriate appraisal, and then people can start moving forward in that area. Or you stick to the areas where it's just getting done over and over and over again. And you know, 100%, this is easy. Let's go, right? 
That's a so, good, that's just good business too. Yeah, for right? sure. So uh, yeah, definitely, especially if you're not experienced and you don't have a, uh, and you need that refinance, you don't have a bunch of money sitting in the bank. Yeah, it doesn't matter if I get a good appraisal, we'll leave some money in there. Like if that's not you, then don't trailblaze. Don't yeah. don't try to do it in a in a market or a neighborhood where it hasn't been done. You might get away with it for a little while there. You know what I mean? You might you might get lucky. Um but just, you know, basic good business fundamentals. Like if you if if you want something to be long term and sustainable, you know, find an area that you're able to replicate and dupl- duplicate, replicate, whatever. Um the same oh. strategy over and over again. And yes, I I know he clarified in the comments, but I yeah. figured it was worth, you know, pointing out that, yeah. okay. you know, um, good long-term businesses have a steady flow of leads and um, prospects. And, um, you know, unless you're in the market for like doing fidget spinners, fidget spinners made a lot of money for a little while there until it didn't. So, you know, where's that? Where, where are those businesses now? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. What was what did he say in the comments though? Um, so he clarified and said, um, asking about the the rent rental market specifically. So trying to know how much the house should rent for, but you mm. can't find something similar on when doing your market rent research. He did say on rentals too. I, I misread, sorry. Um Okay. Yeah, I didn't see the question. So Yeah. Gabby, what are your thoughts on that? Um so you got it, we got a vacancy right now. We got a vacancy coming up in March and uh, or February, and uh, you're like, okay, let's go take a peek. I saw Wayne did some Instagram reel about how to determine market rents. Uh, I'm going to go do what he did, and then you search it up in your area, and there's nothing. Yeah. What would you do? Um, I would... I would expand my search, first of all. So if you're looking neighborhood specifically and you can't find anything around there, I would expand my search, um, you know, th- through throughout neighboring neighborhoods and, um, you know, your kind of quadrant of the city and then make some logical adjustments. If the closest thing you can find is, um, you know, if you're uh, in an outskirts neighborhood of the city and the closest thing you can find is, you know, getting close to a, a major hub, then take that into consideration and do some decreases because, you you know, you don't have that um, walkability and like those types of things that help make a place desirable. So I would start to make some logical adjustments on the price based on things that I can find the closest. There is something else you can do. It's called ghost ads. Oh, yeah. um, is you can post an ad at kind of the top price that you think you might be able to get and see what the response is. If it's crickets and you don't get any response, you know that you've outpriced yourself. Yeah. So take it down, post it again at a hundred bucks less. What's the response? And like do this, you know, over the span of a day, like don't be sitting on it for weeks doing price adjustments. Like yeah. when you post something, if it is appropriately priced, you're going to get a shitload of responses within a couple hours. Mm-hmm. But if you post it and you're flooded with responses, you may have underpriced yourself. Yeah. So pull it down, raise the price, put it back up, see what happens. And if you just kind of are getting a nice steady flow of of people inquiring, you've congratulations. Yeah. You've priced yourself right. Yeah. Or you might be able to price yourself a little bit higher. Yeah. Um going back to what I was saying a minute ago about just like this is just like basic business stuff this is just market research right um a lot of companies they they pay companies to go and audit and research other and what they're charging right Mm -hmm. mystery shopping right yeah price checking those types of things um so you got to treat your business like a business like real estate investing is is a business and you need to apply the same fundamentals and principles and uh so just do your market research, and if, if you can't find anything, then, you know, feel free to go out to other, um, uh, feel free to put up ghost ads, like Gabby said. I, I was just thinking about, it um, doesn't really apply, and I, I really can't get into it with 30 seconds left, so <laughs> sucks, sucks to be you guys. Sorry, another day, another tip, <laughs> another tip, another day. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely you can do go- ghost ads. Um <laughs> okay, Wayne. 
this is this is me. This is me keeping the show to an hour. Okay. Um, I appreciate. I I appreciate you too. Um, I just really, really, truly want to thank everyone for joining us today. Um, Apollo- it means so much to us. Yeah. <laughs> Sounded like you're gonna go on a thank you speech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to show. My, I just want to express my gratitude. And um, for those of you that have decided to cancel and uninstall today, um, I, I understand. And um, again, just know that it came from the heart and I was doing it for you. <laughs> um, tomorrow, uh, I may or may not talk about raising capital and social media and stuff like that. I think I, I have, I've, said many a times that you know um i don't know how many times i've shut the down people's throats is that you know you need to build a good social media presence in order to be um to be successful in real estate um and i most people don't but the people that do i yeah there's been there's it's been used it's been used for um it's not always used for good Mm -hmm. and uh anyways we'll talk about that tomorrow <laughs> how's that sound i was gonna say i thought you were keeping it to an hour <laughs> so he starts a new topic <laughs> i should have never brought it up we'll talk about it tomorrow i want to make sure it's done right right mm-hmm. right right okay uh wow what a great start to the week <laughs> See you guys tomorrow bye thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.